the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Ah yes, it is indeed the Todd Starnes Show, coming to you from the Liberty University studios. Jeff Katz, always so happy. Uh, when I get the opportunity to uh, sit in for my friend Todd and to, uh, well, uh, welcome amazing guests on the uh, Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. It's uh, it's interesting. We've already got somebody in. I mean, we're just seconds after beginning the program. Uh, we go to uh, Todd Starnes himself. Todd, good afternoon, my friend. And good afternoon, Jeff Katz. Uh, thank you for filling in today. Well, and and thank you for be, be, being part of your very own show. I mean, this is generous, sir. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had an event scheduled later today and uh, needed to scoot out, uh, but I thought, you know what, I'm here, uh, and I, I very rarely do I get a chance to, to actually be a guest on my own show. <laughs> Well, I hope I am able to uh, make you feel comfortable. Uh, I probably don't need to tell you a lot about Todd Starnes himself. You're familiar with him. Uh, you, though, like like most of us, Todd, when we put everything aside, you're looking at what used to be our southern border, right, and trying to figure out, can we even survive as a nation if we don't have a border? You know, it's it's a great question. I know Ted Cruz is growing out his mutton chops, and uh, we're <laughs> we're going through the old uh, Stearns family. Uh, you know, we have the big chests in the uh, in in the attic, uh, seeing if right. any of the uh, you know the Confederate uniforms still fit. Uh, oh, you, you just don't know. I mean, a lot of people are really concerned, Jeff, about what's yeah. happening down there. Uh, people are talking about civil war. I I don't think we're there yet. But today, of course, is a big deadline day, and the government says you've got to, you've got to get out of that park in Eagle Pass, Texas, or or else there's there's going to be problems. Well, this is the odd thing, and I think a lot of people are torn on this. You you've got this whole supremacy clause in the Constitution, gosh, where the federal government uh, says ultimately trumps the rest of it, uh, and then you have a guy like Governor Greg Abbott, and you've got Ted Cruz, and you have other people in Texas saying, "Man, you are destroying this state, and you are destroying this nation, and by God, what we're doing is actually protecting the United States of America uh, from an invasion." Yeah, I think, what is it, uh, I know your governor uh, there in in the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, Yunkin, was one of the first to jump on board and show us solidarity. Yep. All 25, uh, 25 governors, uh, Republican governors. So it, it's, look, it's very clear. It seems to me it's black and white. The, the issue, though, Jeff, is that they're arguing over the definition of, of invasion. 
and uh, they would have us believe that they're talking about invading armies from another country. Okay, well, you know what? We've got, according to Yale University in 2018, at least 22 million illegals here. I would say that number is probably double by now. Uh, That's a mighty big army. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. Goodness gracious, six million, I think, is uh, the number that I've heard about uh, the so-called uh, gotaways, people who come across the border. Uh, you've got, I, I hesitate to call them the Republican leadership in the Senate, but you know who I'm talking about. And uh, instead of standing firm, these guys are like, well, how about 5,000 people every day just come across? Could could that work? And you think, goodness gracious, the, the, the founders have got to be spinning in their grave right about now yeah i'm curious and i know that that you host uh, the number one afternoon drive show in, in all of richmond and i'm curious uh, jeff you know what your listeners have been saying i mean we've uh, we've had a lot of people calling in from around the country and especially from texas saying they stand behind their governor and if push comes to shove and and you hope that doesn't come uh, but mm-hmm. you know uh, they're gonna they're not going to give up their sovereignty as a state and if that means pulling out of the union i i think they would do it and, and it it really is that serious of a situation here i i completely agree with you let me remind everybody that uh todd starnes is joining me jeff katz filling in for todd starnes on the <laughs> todd starnes show i'm confused uh, this is almost getting like math man this is <laughs> Do it a Vulcan mind meld and stuff like that, but you, you know, Todd, you you're, you're an astute observer, obviously, of things that happen on the national level. And uh, in, in my little bailiwick in the uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, I will tell you that people are outraged. And w- what Governor Yunkin said here, as he stood with the people of Texas, as he said he would absolutely support Governor Abbott uh, down in Texas, was, hey. Joe Biden, you have turned every state into a border state. This is no longer Arizona, Nevada, uh, Texas, California. This is all of us. Yeah, and and the, the level of violence, and we're talking about the gangs and the cartels, and I know that uh, here in the Memphis area, we have seen an uptick in the number of illegals. Uh, there's a report in the local news today of some guy, a popular DJ, uh, his body was found, uh, but his head was not. He was literally oh. beheaded. Uh, that sounds to me like gang violence, cartel violence in Memphis, Tennessee, in the Mid-South. So that's Jeez. that's what, that's what they're talking about when they say, you know, hey, we've got a big problem here. Yeah. Todd, I'll, I'll tell you, in uh, my beloved Commonwealth of Virginia, we've got a huge number of these MS-13 gang members. Unfortunately, we have some prosecutors here. Here in Virginia, we call them Commonwealth's attorneys. But uh, we have a number of prosecutors who are George Soros uh, bankrolled, and they are perfectly happy not doing a damn thing about any of these gang members. And uh, I haven't heard of a beheading in Virginia, but, boy, there are plenty of uh, attacks. There are brutal, brutal murders. There assaults and again you just have to question where do we go as a country can we survive this nonsense it's a great question by the way in memphis uh before the the china virus pandemic uh, my numbers here don't hold me to them but they're 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 pretty darn close mm-hmm. i think the judges were adjudicating about 200 cases criminal cases a year uh here in memphis you know how many they, they adjudicated last year about 20 oh. jeff Ka- 
So not only are people, you know, getting arrested and then the DAs are letting them right back out on the streets here in Memphis, the judges aren't even showing up to do their job. So this is what happens when you put Democrats in charge. You give Democrats the supermajority. You don't Republicans don't go out and vote on Election Day. And, and this is what you get. So um, it's it's tragic. I tell you, Todd, uh, a couple of moments from now, we're going to uh, be joined by a buddy of mine, Jimmy Galliano, and, and Jimmy is a retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, and he lives up in New York, and uh, he always says to me, and I share it with anybody who will listen, take a look at New York, because they do have those Democrat super majorities, and they've done away with cash bail. People don't get arrested. Uh, they're, they're releasing convicted cop killers left and right. And uh, if you think that is not coming to uh, Tennessee or Virginia or Iowa or wherever, th- then you're just out of your mind. We, we saw it, uh, Todd, as our General Assembly uh, came back into session about a week or so ago. And the Virginia Democrats, now slightly in control, are putting forward outrageous bill after outrageous bill, including... Uh, a demand that all phone calls and video calls from prison be free, which, you know, means we, the taxpayers, get to pay for them. Yeah, that, it's 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 outrageous. It's just outrageous. And and I think what's happening at the border is really a it's a combo platter. Yes, it's about the border and securing our nation uh, our, and, and, and protecting our nation's sovereignty. But there are so many other issues at, at play here. And um, uh, so, so we've got we've got to we've got to pay very close attention. One wrong move, and this could get very ugly very quickly in Texas. I don't think anybody wants that. But Joe Biden has been painted into a corner. Uh, he's either going to look like a coward and a wimp, or he could start what would be the first shots of a civil war. Man, By no. the way, Jeff, because I, I got I got to get going, but yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've got to tell you, I'm looking forward to listening to the show. We've we've got to give a shout out to our brand new affiliate, uh, WOCA in Ocala, Florida, oh, and wow. all this week, uh, callers from Ocala are, are going to get hooked up with a Todd Stern Show prize package. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Well, welcome, Ocala. It's a great place. I've, uh, I have been there more than once. Beautiful, beautiful uh, area. They are fortunate to have you. And don't forget, we got to put together a book signing when your new book comes out right here in Virginia for all of your fans here. Oh, we're coming to, we're coming to Richmond. Uh, you better it. believe it. I may even bring along some Confederate War Memorial statues, <laughs> and we'll just reinstall them along Confederate <laughs> Avenue. <there. laughs> all right. Well, we'll, all we'll right. have to discuss that, Todd. I I. I I appreciate you calling your show, my friend. Have a, have a great afternoon. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. That is the great Todd Starnes, and you are listening to the great Todd Starnes program. Jeff Katz, uh, normally heard on a news radio, WRBA, in Richmond, Virginia. We cover uh, pretty much the whole Commonwealth at this point. And, uh, of course, we are so, so blessed that we are Todd's affiliates. Hi, this is Todd Stearns, and I want to update you on my Calitrin journey. I'm still losing weight. I'm also sleeping a lot better, and I've got a lot more energy. Calitrin really is about more than just weight loss. Here's my good friend Elizabeth from Calitrin. That's right, y'all. Stop wasting your time feeling tired, feeling out of shape, trying all these crazy fads, all these crazy diets. Some of these medications are harsh, y'all. Calitrin 
is proven for weight loss. It's been proven for over 25 years to help you lose weight safely without drugs, without stimulants. It's really good for you. It's only got side benefits, no side effects. I'm talking about better sleep, less joint pain, more energy. You just don't even know how good you're going to feel until you lose the weight the right way. There's also no rebound weight gain with this product either. So check it out for yourself. The website is toploss.com. All the information is on there, toploss.com. That's T-O-P-L-O-S-S dot com. And be sure to use that discount code TODD. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Todd Starnes. It is the Todd Starnes program. We are in the Liberty University studios. I remind you, it's Friday. You know what that means, right? Open line Friday, 901-260-5926. Can you survive without a border? I, I would I would say no. <laughs> Now look, I'm not I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert in anything now that I think about it, but you can't have a nation if you don't have a border. You've got you've got landmass, I suppose. You got some folks hanging out. And for those that are in favor of this idea of just eliminating the border, well, why don't you start? Why don't you show the rest of us how it's done? And my suggestion to you is remove your front door. Take down your front door and just leave it open. Well, what about the weather, Jeff? Okay, you know what? Uh, if it's raining or it's windy or it's cold, you can... No, no, you know what? You don't want the border protected at all. So why should you be able to protect your own personal border? No, just take down your front door. And this way, we will all know uh, those people who support the idea of having a borderless pseudo-country. It's a little bit like some of the goofy signs you see popping up, and, and you know who lives in a certain house, depending on the sign. You know, Everybody's welcome here. We all love each other. Unicorns and puppies and rainbows and blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. But take your front door down, and this way, we'll know. And I, I want you to be consistent. Since you not only believe that you can and should remove the border, I want you to act in exactly the same way that Slow Mo Joe is forcing the United States Border Patrol and Customs and Border Protection to act. In other words, your door is open, and you can't even tell people don't come in. In fact, you have to do the opposite. You have to welcome them in, and with a big smile. I don't want any of these phony smiles. you got to have a big old smile ear to ear, and you got to welcome people into your house. And then even if you say, well, you know, you can't go to the kitchen. When they go to the kitchen, you can't kick them out of the kitchen. They're allowed to take your food. They're allowed to sit on your couch. They're allowed to change the television station that may be up there. They're they're allowed to adjust the radio. And when they get tired, they can go sleep in any one of the bedrooms they like. Because that's what we have done now with the border. The Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection on the southern border. Uh, these guys, unfortunately, have been turned into babysitters and Uber Eats delivery drivers. That's what they're doing down there. So if you're going to be consistent, and uh, I think Todd's concern is, is really spot on. I really do. This idea that we're probably closer now to a uh, uh, an internal conflict. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant even to use that word, that term of civil war. But by God, that's what people are talking about right now. And, and with that, you have to wonder where we are and whether we're able to uh, move anywhere.
I came across a uh, an amazing article, and it's it's a bad article, but it's an article that I have to share with you. Uh, there's a poll out that talks about abortion, and since the Democrats have decided that abortion is going to be their defining issue, well, I guess in in, in concert with the we got to save the democracy, and how do you save the democracy by not letting people vote? Oh, okay, and I don't even want to remind them that we're not actually a, quote, democracy, we're a representative republic and all that good stuff. I mean, a democracy, just so we're all very clear, so we all know what we're talking about, a democracy is uh, two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. That's uh, pure democracy. The Democrats, more than half of them, have said, yeah, of course, if, if your baby... If your baby has Down syndrome, well, then you ought to be able to kill it. You, you should be able to abort a baby with Down syndrome. Now, this is something that hits very close to home for me for any number of reasons. Uh, I, I've shared with uh, you in the past, my daughter, Julia, is severely disabled, severely disabled. Now, it's not Down syndrome. Uh, but Julia, who's going to turn 21 years of age, d- chronologically, Julia is about 18 months old developmentally. So that gives you an idea. Julia cannot speak. She cannot take care of any, any of her own needs. And I'm here to tell you that if the Democrats are saying, well, her quality of life is is completely and totally uh, non-existent, Jeff. Why, why don't we just be done with her? Because that's what they're saying. The question was, in the poll, do you strongly support, support, oppose, or strongly oppose abortion because the child will be born with Down syndrome? 56% of Democrats said they support abortions of children with Down syndrome. I will tell you that the typical child with Down syndrome lives a rather long life, well into their 60s at this point, capable of working. And in fact, I am wearing some socks that come from a company, a young man with Down syndrome creates these socks. I'm wearing those socks. I've got a shirt on that actually comes from a company operated by another young man who also has Down syndrome, loves shirts and designs shirts, and I'm wearing on my wrist some bracelets uh, from a friend of mine, Emily Morrissey. And uh, Emily has a number of disabilities, but her little company is called Emily's Bracelets, emilysbracelets.com. And and she she and her family are actually friends. And so I'm wearing those bracelets. So I'm thinking, as I'm sitting here, could, could you possibly have told any of the parents of any of those children, oh, please, you don't want to be bothered with that. But that's what the Democrats are trying to put out there right now. And they are putting it out there. Now, they couch it in different terms. And this is an example of how they are complete and total liars. Rather than be honest about what they're calling for, rather than be clear in what they're calling for, of course, they've changed the terms. 
And now, what what is it? It's not even women's health. Is it health care or is it reproductive choice or reproductive health care? I mean, I don't know. They keep changing it and changing it and changing it. And I don't know about you. I, I keep thinking to myself, how about just one tiny, teeny, little dose of honesty at some point, you know? Hey, if you want to take a look at this poll, I do have it posted. I'm going to send it out on two ways. Uh, over on X, formerly known as Twitter, Jeff Katz Show. Would you give me a follow over there? Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter. And then on Facebook, The Jeff Katz Show. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. It is Jeff Katz. So happy to be sitting in for my dear friend, Todd Starnes. This is The Todd Starnes Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. It's the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Todd. Oh, my goodness, we got a lot that uh, we are going to cover. I promise you that. Uh, buddy of mine, Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, is going to be dropping by. We'll be uh, chatting with him about this uh, downward trend for the FBI. I, I, I wish I could tell you that I, we're making it up or, or that it's it's not reliable. There's a study out. Uh, that was uh, presented to the United States uh, House of Representatives, the Judiciary Committee, because they're looking into this. Uh, it, it's current FBI personnel, retired FBI personnel, talking about uh, standards being cut uh, to enhance DEI hiring. It's it's very troubling. And uh, Anyway, Jimmy's going to be with us in a little bit. We're going to chat with Joe Moreno, smartest lawyer on God's green earth, talk about some of these uh, absolutely absurd legal actions directed towards former President Trump. Oh, and Roger Stone. I, I said to Grace, get me Roger Stone. And she got me Roger Stone. So Roger Stone will be with us a little bit later as well. It is Friday. You know what that means for Todd's show, right? It is Open Line Friday, 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926. I do ask you, as uh, you reach out to me here in the Liberty University Studios, would you give me a follow on social media, uh, Jeff Katz Show over on X, formerly known as Twitter. Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter. Oh, and the Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. We've been talking a little bit about the border. Todd joined us to talk about that. Uh, there is a proposal, or there was a proposal, or there could someday be a proposal. Uh, wherein the border remains open and the Republicans are on board with it. Of course, that was floated. This uh, senator out of Oklahoma's name was attached to it. Now, he says, no, 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 that's not what it is. 
But even with this, your legacy news media hacks are already on board with it, and they're attacking Donald Trump and you uh, because it's allegedly a dead deal. Cut number two, please. Brian, let's turn back to those negotiations over the border and Ukraine aid. Where do they stand tonight? Well, Lester, late tonight, the former president issuing a statement warning Republicans that a border deal could potentially be what he called a gift to Democrats. Despite that, the lead negotiators believe they could release the details of their legislation early next week. They remain hopeful that a bipartisan deal can be struck. Huh. So now, just really now, just so that I am clear. Uh, you are totally on board with this open border thing, and the Republicans who may or may not be selling out the American people, if they don't sell out the American people, we've got a problem. you got a bigger problem, and that is Texas. Governor Greg Abbott saying, we are not, we are not backing down. We're the ones on the front lines. We're the ones who see the invasion up close and personal. And since you will not secure the border, we are forced, Mr. President, to secure the border. We are doing our best to keep the United States of America together. But I've got to warn you, people forget this. Texas was a nation at one point. Remember that? And that phrase, don't mess with Texas, I think that comes into play here. How many millions of people are you simply going to uh, dump into the state of Texas before the leadership in the state of Texas says, thank you, we're done, we've had enough? The razor wire that's been put up there has not, according to anyone, actually impacted or impinged the operations of the Border Patrol. See, this, this is the argument. This is the argument that the Department of Justice, the Joe Biden Department of Justice, is making, that uh, with Texas putting up this razor wire, they are somehow, some way, keeping the Border Patrol from doing their job and their people who are dying as a result of it, except that's not true. And there's never been any example of it being true. So I, I, I get it. The federal government seems, at this point, just very comfortable making stuff up and lying to all of us. There is a move, as you you may or may not know in the House, to impeach this Alejandro Mayorkas. And there's a part of me that says, yeah, absolutely, kick him out. And then I think to myself, but what comes afterwards? See, there are people on our side who are advocating for his removal and saying, hey, he's just grossly incompetent. He's not getting the job done. I would argue to you, <clears throat> he's, he's definitely getting the job done. It's not the job that you and I think he's supposed to be doing, but the, the marching orders, the directions that he's gotten from Joe Biden and Barack Obama and the people who are really running the operation, he's doing exactly what they told him to do. And that was to effectively dismantle our southern border and allow unfettered entry. You know, we used to refer to folks as illegal aliens and illegal immigrants, and it was illegal immigration. Todd Starnes rightfully says this is an invasion. The leadership in Texas rightfully says this is an invasion. Alejandro Mayorkas says it's, and I quote, irregular migration. Irregular. 
like you could give everybody a dose of X-lax and everything would be fine. No, that's not what it is. And what is happening with that? What, what sort of destruction is going to take place? I want to share a couple of other things with this uh, Department of Justice. I mentioned to you the, the poll that indicates Democrats, by a very, very large margin, support the idea of, of aborting babies with Down syndrome. And the Department of Justice apparently is, is okay with getting involved and advocating for that. And the Department of Justice now has filed uh, some interesting paperwork to help out a prisoner in the state of Georgia. And I'm going to share this with you, and I'm going to try and restrain myself. Quote, people with gender dysphoria should be able to, t- to uh, seek the full protections of the American with Disabilities Act just like other people with disabilities. That's the Assistant Attorney General, Kristen Clark, from the Biden Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division. Quote, We are committed to ensuring constitutional conditions inside our jails and prisons so that those detained inside these facilities, including people with gender dysphoria, can live safely and receive needed Medical care. The U.S. Constitution requires that people incarcerated in jails and prisons receive necessary medical care, treatment, and services to address serious medical conditions. What are the serious medical conditions? Well, uh, there is a dude who is locked up who is a sexually violent offender. And, uh, well, he wants ladies' underwear. That's his pressing medical issue, apparently, and the Department of Justice seems to be on his side. I'll give you the details on that and another case that they're weighing in on as well. We're going to do that in a moment. If you want to jump ahead, here's what you do. You head to The Jeff Cat Show over on Facebook. Give that a follow, would you please? The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. And then over on X, formerly known as Twitter, Jeff Cat's Show. Jeff Cat's Show. And if you're looking for a website, I, I almost forgot to give you this one, jeffcats.us, jeffcats.us. I've got to remind you about uh, Mike Lindell, and uh, he, he's just a, a, a great, great friend to Todd, and he has a passion, as you know, to help everyone get the best sleep of our lives. I, I sleep with uh, My Pillow Pillow, the My Pillow Giza Dream bed sheets. We've got it all. Anyway, uh, Mike Lindell created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look great. They feel great. It means you're going to get an even better night's sleep. And I know that's true because I sleep on them every single night, as does Todd. Uh, Mike has found the world's best cotton. It is called Giza. Now, this is ultra soft. It's breathable, but it's extremely durable. And Mike's Giza Dream sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream bed sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike's latest incredible deal is, in fact, the sale of the year. Limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream sheets. You'll also receive a set for as low as $29.98. How do you order? Pay very close attention. You go to MyPillow.com. You click on the radio and podcast square. You use the promo code STARNS, S-T-A-R-N-E-S. And there you'll find not only this amazing offer, but a whole slew of other deep discounts on all the MyPillow products. And, yep, 
includes the My Pillow 2.0 mattress topper, My Pillow kitchen towel sets, and now even the flannel sheets. You call 1-800-839-8506. 1-800-839-8506. You use the promo code STARNS or you go to mypillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code STARNS. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in on an open line Friday from the Liberty University Studios, 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. We're going to be chatting with some pretty cool folks as we head through the afternoon. We had the, uh, the great Todd Starns himself join us for a couple of moments, which was marvelous. We've got uh, Joe Moreno, former federal prosecutor, dropping by. Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory speculation out of the FBI. And Roger Stone. I did mention it is open line Friday. And you know what that means. We uh, we talk with you. Uh, Mike is up in Maine at the, uh, the Mighty Lobster, WLOB. Mike, uh, good afternoon and uh, welcome to the Todd Starn Show. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing well uh, yourself, my friend. You- Oh, fine, fine. You know, it's winter in Maine. <laughs> hey, uh, well, I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want you to take it the wrong way. Uh, uh, my bride and I are uh, New Englanders. Well, she's a New Englander, and uh, we lived uh, north of Boston for, for many, many years. And i, I got to tell you, 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 we're in Virginia, and you do not have to shovel sunshine. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at moving to Virginia. No, I'm oh. just kidding. Oh, anyway, okay. Look, what do you got? The reason I called you yesterday up here, we shot down a bill known as the Transgender Affirmation Bill, okay. LD seventeen thirty five. Now, this is how crazy this bill was, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Anyone could have brought a kidnapped child to the state of Maine for transgender affirmation, be it surgery, hormones. The police under this could not honor any out-of-state arrest warrant. Oh, my God. So if this child was kidnapped by uh, the non-custodial parent sure. and brought to the state of Maine, yeah. the police were not allowed. They were not. They cannot honor They couldn't even honor an uh, extradition warrant. Goodness gracious. And law enforcement was not to provide information to any out-of-state agencies. Wow. Now, you got to ask yourself, too, who the hell are these doctors that are performing these surgeries? Yep. 
Because I got to tell you, they must have missed something in their Hippocratic oath. Yeah. I believe it says to do no harm. Am I right, Jeff? Absolutely. How do you how do you at any point say, yes, number one, you're a child and we don't trust you to to take aspirin. We don't trust you to sign a contract or drive a car or get a tattoo. But, oh, we're totally on board. If you want to chop off some perfectly healthy body parts, makes no sense. No. And it's, it was voted down. Thank God. Twelve to nothing. All right, now explain to us, Mike, just explain to us, because, you know, a lot of us look at Maine, and uh, uh, no offense to you Mainers, but there's a lot of crazy stuff going on up there, and and you got some real crazy leftists now in places. How on earth was something like this voted down? Well, basically, the phones rang at the state house. Okay. From all over the country. Gotcha. And I'm not kidding. They burned us, they smoked the phones up there yesterday. Okay. And they ended up voting 12 to 0, thank God. But yeah, you know, Jeff, it's getting crazy. Earlier you were talking with someone else about another bill somewhere, crazy bill. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like they're so worried about the next 13 months, what's going to happen, that they're going to lose this election, that they've given orders from headquarters to push every crazy bill they can through in the next 13 months. I think you're right. And I'll tell you, the Trump supporters out there, Right now, with this situation at the border, yeah. do not make it any harder down there. Do you understand? Because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. just waiting for you to screw up again like January 6th. Mm. They're hoping for that so they can win this damn election. I think you so could be right. Everybody out there, you know, yeah. I know that everybody's, you know, they're talking about civil war, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you hear terms like this. I'm an old retired gunnery sergeant, Marine okay. I hear terms like that. That scares the hell out of me. Wow. Mike, I uh, I appreciate the call, my friend. I thank you for your service. Hoorah, and uh, good to hear from you. That's Mike up on uh, WLOB in Maine. Uh, it's a very troubling time, and we're talking about bills. Uh, Mike mentioned it, that the, the, the leftists... The progressives, the Democrats, I, I don't even know anymore what the uh, proper title's supposed to be. I, I, I would just call them wackos. But the problem is that wacko, you then think, well, they're crazy. They can't do anything. Uh, they're, they're crazy, but they're not stupid. Take that to heart. Honest to goodness, they are, they're nuts. They're bad. They're evil. But they are not stupid. They think you're, in fact, they, it's more than they think you're stupid. They know you're stupid. They know I'm stupid. They know they're so much smarter than we are. And they are hell-bent for leather. They are determined that whatever time they've got left in office, man, they are going to push through every single piece of garbage that they can. You know, it is uh, Open Line Friday, 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. Austin is in Tennessee. He's on the Todd Starnes program. Hey, Austin. Hey, good, good, good morning. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, thank you. Uh, the reason why I'm calling today is, uh, you know, anyone at this point, if you side with Joe Biden and Barack Obama, after what they've done to this country with our United States border, this is a dereliction of duty. Obama's mm-hmm. pulling the strings, and he knows what he's doing. He's got Joe Biden under control. Joe Biden is so compromised. Any sports figure, movie, personality, music, personality, if you stand with Joe Biden, we're done with you. We, yeah. we won't buy your products. Yep, we're done with you, and we've had enough of this man. He is so compromised, and our border, uh, sir, is under siege. And people, anyone, I want to say, anyone that is 
willing to stand back and allow this and fight him, fight us tooth and nail that, that want to get this border under control. We're getting websites set up. We want you to sign and put your name on there, and you take all these people into your home. You mm. take them in. Yeah. You pay their bills. That's right. That's right. They're, they're medical. You get them back and forth to work, supply them a vehicle, get them off of the government dime, and you raise them from cradle to grave. There you and, go. Uh, real quickly. And yes, real sir. quickly, too. Yeah. Uh, with all this stuff going on with Gene Carroll, and they and these judges are so compromised, and we see what's happening. We see what you're doing to Donald Trump, and you want to try to get him out of get him gone before he wins. He's going to win, but I want everyone to pay attention to Tara Reid. No one wants to listen to her with her allegations against Joe Biden. It's T A R A R E A D E, and and check it out on YouTube where Tara Reid's mother called into Larry King Live one time years ago, trying to explain to them what how Joe Biden virtually molested her daughter but no one the view Whoopi goldberg none of you mm. want to listen to her with your me too movement it's got to Fair be enough. somebody special hey, when you little austin don't mean to do it but i gotta cut you off i gotta run there i do appreciate the call uh i would completely agree with you that barack obama is the guy behind the scenes uh calling all the shots pulling all the strings it it, it is what it is uh, we got a lot of stuff still to examine as we head through Open Line Friday. Don't you dare miss it. Jeff Cad sitting in for Todd Starnes today. This is the Todd Starnes Program. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, it is the Todd Starnes Show, live from the Liberty University studios. It is an open line Friday, I remind you that uh, you can pop in and be part of the extravaganza. 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. Jeff Katz, always happy to uh, sit in for my friend Todd. And don't anybody get concerned. Todd was actually with us a little bit earlier. He's got a, he's got a big event that he's going to. Needed a little bit of extra time to get there. No, no problems. Just uh, it's like, hey, I, I got to do this now. I must tell you, sitting here in central Virginia, where right now it is 74 degrees, very low humidity, a light breeze, I, too, would uh, call off if I could, but I can't, so I'm here. Uh, I am uh, looking at all of the the lawfare. That's how they're describing it now. Lawfare, legal actions directed at uh, former President Donald Trump to keep him off the ballot, to keep him involved in courtrooms. Uh, we just had uh, Peter Navarro, former advisor, convicted of this contempt of Congress and, and all sorts of information that, uh, frankly, involves the legal system. Now, w- when I need to uh, peel things away to get into what is going on in the law, I have uh, one incredible resource, and that is uh, my friend Joe Moreno. Joe Moreno is, as I have often described him, the uh, smartest lawyer on God's green earth, a former federal prosecutor, and uh, also I think he's probably got a thing or two to say about the legal actions down there on the border. Joe, good afternoon, Counselor. Jeff, good to be with you, although i got to say this is some pretty disturbing news, what's going on right now in Texas. 
Yeah, let us let us talk about that, Joe. I, we are we're hearing the phrase "civil war" tossed around. I never thought I would hear that in in this sort of a context. So, explain to me what is going on legally. Sure. So, look, as we know, Congress is the branch of government that passes laws. Right. The right. executive branch is who enforces the laws, and every yep. every administration is allowed to come in and have their priorities. So it might be national security, or it might be white-collar crime, it might be organized crime. They're mm-hmm. allowed to do that. What they're not supposed to do is to take laws and ignore them, completely fail to enforce them. Right. And so what's happening, we've seen this now over three years on the southern border. We're now somewhere in the range of six million illegal aliens have been admitted to this country since President Biden took office. And what they're doing in Texas now is not only is the federal government refusing to enforce the laws, they're making it as difficult as possible for Texas to enforce the law and guard its own border. And so Texas, what they've done is they've said, look, we have, we're going to step up. We have 1,200 miles of exposed border. We're going to do what we can as a state to protect our own border and the federal government is doing all it can to stop them. Wow. So, well, where do we go from here, Joe? I, I mean, Governor Abbott says, hey, keep your hands off my razor wire, and by the way, I'm putting more razor wire on. What, 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 what happens? So exactly. So basically, what the state of Texas is doing is they're putting up this wire, and the INS or the DHS is coming in all they can and cutting it down and basically just waving people on in. And they're doing it under the guise of saying, well, this barbed wire is preventing us from doing our job. That's nonsense. They're not doing their job in the first place. And so what Texas did was Texas went to court, the federal court, and says, we need you to stop DHS from impeding our authority to protect our own border as a state. The district court said, I don't think I have the power to do that. Then it went to the appeals court at the Fifth Circuit, and they did give a temporary relief to Texas, telling the federal government to stop cutting the wire. Then this week comes in our Supreme Court here in Washington, D.C. They stopped the order. Now, we're not really sure why. They didn't provide an explanation, but in a five-to-four decision, they struck down the Fifth Circuit's stay, allowing the federal government to go back to cutting the wire, until these cases actually heard next month. So we will get a proper decision next month, so it's pretty quick. But in the meanwhile, Texas can keep putting up barbed wire, and the federal government can keep coming in and cutting it down. Jeez. All right, now you mentioned five to four. I was, I think, a little bit shocked that uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett was with the majority, but there is a part of me, and and Lord knows I'm not an attorney, but... I remember this whole, right, isn't there a supremacy clause where federal law kind of trumps the rest of it? Is that what her motivation would have been? It was disappointing, particularly with with Justice Barrett. I I, I think she has a history of not liking these cases that go on the emergency docket, and she likes to hear them actually heard. And because this is being argued, I think, in the next two weeks at the Fifth Circuit, and we should get a response pretty quickly... Mm-hmm. I don't think she. I don't think she will ultimately strike down a proper ruling. I oh, think she just doesn't okay. like these emergency actions. 
Gotcha. That's me giving her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, look, yes, there are certain things in the Constitution that states cannot do, right? They cannot print their own currency. They yeah. cannot enter into treaties with foreign countries. It does not say anywhere in the Constitution that a state cannot protect its own borders. And I oh. think that's the very heart of sovereignty of the states, is to oh. protect themselves. And actually, what the Constitution does say is that the federal government shall protect each of the states from invasion. Mm -hmm. So I would say not only can the states do it, the federal government is supposed, is obligated to do it. And, you know, it's it's amazing to me. If this was reversed, you had a conservative president and a a liberal Congress, Mm -hmm. and the president said, you know what? I don't believe in taxes, so I'm not going to tell the IRS to enforce the tax laws. Or, I don't believe in civil rights, so I'm yep. not going to enforce civil rights laws. The yep. left would go crazy, as right. well they should. Yeah. But in reverse, I mean, the fact that Congress is okay with this, or at least the Democrats in Congress are okay with this, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Wow. Joe Moreno is joining us, uh, former federal prosecutor. He's uh, a CPA as well. He's admitted to practice law in not just the United States, but in England and in Wales. You, you see him popping up on all sorts of uh, international programs, explaining and analyzing legal situations here in the United States. So, Joe, the the state of Texas then, as you say, they can continue putting up as much razor wire as they want. The feds can continue to cut as much razor wire as they want. And in the meantime, there's nobody in any position, maybe until we get to the full hearing, that can force the feds to actually enforce the law that the Constitution says they shall do. What, right, Jeff, exactly. And so wow. uh, at this point, my concern is that the courts are not going to want to intervene and try to force the government to do something. Huh. I think that they see this as a political issue. I think they view this as Congress's job, that if Congress sees the executive branch failing to, pass, to enforce laws that Congress passed, Congress has the power to cut funding, mm-hmm. Congress can hold hearings, and they can ultimately impeach either the DHS, DJ, DHS secretary or even the president himself. Yeah. I don't think the courts are going to weigh in and force the federal government to do anything. My hope is, though, the courts will recognize the state's own rights to defend their own borders. And I think that's probably the best we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that the conservative majority on the Supreme Court will recognize that, because otherwise... This could go in a terrible direction. The federal government could just squelch the rights of the states in all kinds of areas. So I hope the courts will kind of nip this in the bud now before it goes any further. Fair enough. Well, Joe, I, I would love people to uh, to follow you, to uh, be aware of where you are. Your analysis is always spot on. It's brilliant. Uh, good website that uh, you could share? Je- Jeff, I'd say my Twitter handle, Joseph Moreno. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, on X. Yes. Um, and I just, again, I remind our listeners, I mean, there's a lot of disinformation out there. Yeah. Look at the facts, listen to good arguments, and make decisions yourself. Because if you believe everything that's out there, my gosh, it takes you in all kinds of directions. Yeah, it does. Okay, so Joseph Moreno on X, formerly known as Twitter, best place. Yes, yes, sir. 
All right. Well, Counselor, I always appreciate you making uh, time for me. I wish you uh, an absolutely phenomenal weekend, my friend. Jeff, my man, always good to be with you. Thank you, sir. That is Joe Moreno. He joined us on the uh, Patriot Mobile Newsmakers line. And I just want to remind you that uh, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has actually been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And, uh, you know, when I say only, when Todd says only, you can believe us, they are the only one. Glenn and the team there have been great supporters of the Todd Starn Show. And uh, this is why we're all so proud uh, to have Todd partnering with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage it gives you the ability to access all three major networks and it means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left now you switch to patriot mobile you're sending the message that you support free speech religious freedom the sanctity of life second amendment and our military veterans and first responder heroes their 100 percent u.s-based customer service team makes switching easy you keep your number you keep your phone or you can upgrade and they uh yeah they'll sell you phones as well uh their team will help you find the best plan for your needs how do you join it's really pretty pretty easy you go to patriotmobile.com slash todd t-o-d-d or you call 972 patriot you get a free activation today again with the promo code todd Join Todd, make the switch today, patriotmobile.com slash Todd, or call 972-PATRIOT. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd, or call 972-PATRIOT. It's the Todd Star Show. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Todd. It is an open line Friday, 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. Jeff Katz, very, very, very happy to be sitting in for Todd right here in the Liberty University studios. Uh, I want to get to a couple of uh, wonderful callers. I'm predicting they will be wonderful because they're part of uh, Open Line Friday. Uh, David is in Georgia. He's listening on the great WDUN. David, welcome. Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. I wanted to call about Elise Stefanik. As you know, she's a front runner uh, to be Trump's uh, VP pick. Yeah. I'm a little concerned, though, because in the days after January 6th, she said some horrible things like President Trump was responsible, the J6 people were like, you know, domestic terrorists, that they should all be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. It wasn't until recently that she started coming around. I don't know. Do you think that's disqualifying? I'm going to plead complete and total honesty here. I don't remember her making those comments. Now, I'm not doubting you. I'm not uh, in any way trying to uh, impugn your, your reporting here. I just, honest to goodness, I don't remember that. And I, so I don't know that I can comment on that. I I do have to wonder, as former President Trump is looking at VP candidates, does he go down the traditional, hey, this person is from a certain part of the country and can help me get this state that I wouldn't ordinarily have, or is he looking at something else? So I, I don't know. I, I think it's a great question, an absolutely great question. Here's- Here's another thing about Stefanik. I just uh-huh. kind of got thinking about it. Actually, I think in the days and weeks, like a lot of members of after J6, like a lot of members of the GOP, mm-hmm. she actually stated the truth. But then once she realized that Trump would still be around, and now that she thinks that she has a chance to be VP, 
she'll say anything to get in his good graces. I mean, she's utterly disgusting. How is it that so many GOPs said the right things after J6 and then a week or two later did a complete 180? No. It's a very interesting question. Again, I'm not uh, necessarily familiar with what it is you're speaking of. David, I do appreciate the call. I think I've got, uh, let me see, just enough time to uh, get to Robert. He's in North Carolina, listening on uh, WSIC. Uh, Robert, welcome. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you taking my call. Appreciate you making your call. Okay, yeah. Uh, my main thing right now, from everything I'm hearing in the news and, and just in general, I think uh, whoever is running the government, and obviously it is not Biden, I think they're pushing for a confrontation severe enough that they can declare martial law. I mean, mm. they've already been trying to take our gun rights mm-hmm. and our freedom of speech rights. I'm really afraid that's what they're pushing for, and and I'm kind of afraid it might actually happen. Wow. Uh, Robert, uh, as, I, I, as I'm as i sure you feel, I, I, I'm hoping and praying that you're wrong. I, I'm absolutely uh, hoping and praying that you're wrong. I, I think oh, that I Joe Biden too. is a... Listen, I think Joe Biden is a tool. I think he's a puppet. I think this is, in every uh, every imaginable way, the the third term in uh, the Oval Office for Barack Obama. I, I completely and totally agree with you on that. Uh, and I think these are folks, unfortunately, that have made very clear they hate the United States of America. They've always wanted to uh, bring it down, and and sadly, they 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 seem to be getting what they want. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Uh, also, real quickly, uh, I know you're on limited time. Last week, I think it was last week, uh, somebody was on the show and was asked about a uh, VP pick. Uh-huh. And whoever it was, I can't remember, it was a lady. Uh, she said what I've been saying for months. In fact, I called in one day uh, a month or two ago and, and suggested it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only real good option for a VP is uh, Mike Pompeo. Okay. He and Trump have already worked together. They did wonderful things together. Mm-hmm. Mike has a tremendous record of, of his uh, service to the country, both military yep. and politically. Yep. And uh, he's a known quantity, and like I say, they've worked together before. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. imagine anybody a better be a better pick for that. Fair enough. I appreciate the call, Robert. Let me run here. Uh, I, I, I love Mike Mompeo. I had the chance, uh, I guess it's... Five months ago, thereabouts, five months ago, I was at an event, Family Foundation of Virginia, marvelous organization. Uh, they had their uh, their annual uh, dinner and program and all that good stuff uh, here in the central Virginia. I'm located uh, just outside of Richmond and ordinarily on uh, news radio, WRVA, which is Todd's very, very proud affiliate here in central Virginia, and I had the chance to uh, spend a couple of minutes with Mike Pompeo. I, I can't tell you that we had a uh, a big sit-down, drinking bourbon, smoking cigars sort of thing, but uh, it was a couple of moments. And then I had the, uh, the even bigger opportunity, the greater educational opportunity to listen to him uh, as he was speaking. And he is, he's a solid, solid guy. A solid, solid guy. And I'm with you. I think he'd be a marvelous vice president for uh, former President Trump if he gets, well, I almost said when he gets reelected. All right, I'll say if he gets reelected, I I am pulling for him, obviously. 
I think there are other folks out there. I don't know exactly which way uh, the former president is leaning. Will it be traditional? Oh, my gosh, this person could help me get this state. Or will it be something else? Retired FBI supervisory special agent Jimmy Galliano joins us next to address the FBI's falling personnel standards. Jeff in for Todd. It is the Todd Starn Show. It's the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Todd. It is an open line Friday. God, what great memories that phrase brings back. I am so grateful to Todd for uh, reinvigorating it. I mean, I'm really, really uh, putting it front and center. Uh, 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926 is the, uh, the call and number. By all means, give us a shout. Uh, you will join us right here in the Liberty University studios. I am an avid reader of the New York Post, and I always look forward to seeing a column or two in there from my friend Jimmy Galliano, who's a retired supervisory special agent from the FBI. But in addition to Jimmy's column, I am looking at a column that talks about the the DEI hires of the FBI, which Miranda Devine, the uh, author, says have put the country's safety at risk. She's she's quoting current and retired FBI agents, many of them in supervisory positions. So I thought, well, let me get to the bottom of this. I'm always, always happy to uh, to chat with my friend Jimmy. Good afternoon, Jimmy. Thank you for being here. Jeff, great to join you. How are you doing today, brother? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Here in Central Virginia on uh, January the 26th, sunshine, 73 degrees and relatively y- low humidity. How's that? You can't complain about the weather down there, that's for sure. Up here in New York, it's a little wet, cold, and rainy. More like your uh, beloved New England weather. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, I would take what you got down there in Central Virginia in a heartbeat. I hear you. Well, I want to talk about your column the other day, which, which addressed the insanity that you're seeing up close and personal in New York, where... I guess you would just have to say these Democrat Party supermajorities have decided they're all in with criminals as opposed to law-abiding citizens. Yeah, it's really difficult up here in uh, in New York where you've got a supermajority up in the legislature. So you've got an assembly and a Senate that have uh, basically, you know, uh, a supermajority and can get through anything they want to get passed and they can block anything that could be attempted to be brought to the floor. And you've got a Democrat governor. And so... That supermajority is just, we wonder why people are fleeing New York at a rate that is consistent with California, where the, with the top two states where, I argue, voters vote with their feet and they're leaving yep. in droves. And where are they going to? In general, they're going to red states. They're going to places, you know, without an income tax. They're going to places where criminals are held accountable for their actions. They're going to places that are more affordable. They're going to places that don't have high tax rates. They're going to places that don't strangle you in the business realm with overregulation. So, Jeff, it's like a script that we've read before. We know the end of the movie. We understand the plot line. And yet up here, we continue to step on the rake in New York. Wow. So, you know, I feel like I should ask you, is there is there any hope? Is there the possibility of correcting that? But at some point, right there, there's the tipping point where decent people say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just leaving. That's all, and you, you guys can have it." 
Well, what happens, too, is, I mean, in New York City is a microcosm of New York State. So New York State has around 19 million residents. New York City is 8.4 million of that. And um, so they they carry the day when it comes to voting. The, the city kind of carries it along with a couple of other urban areas like Albany and Buffalo and, and Rochester and Westchester County. Okay. Well, people, again, are leaving New York City, and the people that are leaving have the means to do it. It's the rich and the middle class, the ones that are the big part of the tax base. So who gets hurt? It's the people that are, you know, are poor, disenfranchised. They don't have the the means or mechanisms to be able to leave. So, again, they're going to get stuck with a higher tax burden, and they're the ones that don't want to have to deal with crime, just like the middle class and the upper class, um, you know, don't want that to happen, too. So it's just this vicious cycle. If you chase out all the businesses because you make it difficult to do business here, They'll mm-hmm. go to a state that's more friendly, and then they'll take their rateables with them. Those rateables are what help keep taxes low. But unfortunately, um, we have to go through this. And, Jeff, will the pendulum course correct back? I hope so. Hope is not a plan, but I, but I hope so. But in New York State, we continue to reelect uh, the same people from the same party, and we keep expecting a different outcome. It's incredible. Jimmy Galliano is joining us. Jimmy is a retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, graduate of West Point. Uh, uh, my book, uh, An American Hero Through and Through. Uh, Jimmy, you you unfortunately have seen up and close, up close and personal some of the stuff they're doing, which includes apparently almost these free passes or these get out of jail free cards where you've done away with the cash bail and and cop killers are now being released, right? Yes, yeah, since uh, since parole reform, and I use the, 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 the word reform in air quotes, yeah. since parole reform started under Governor then-Governor Cuomo back in 2017, there have been 37 cop killers that have been released by the parole board, the majority of whom he has appointed. And, and it's, it's really, really disgusting and sad, but it goes along with the same thing with this cashless bail notion. Now, um... You know, everybody wants everybody in, 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 in the United States to be treated the same, whether you have means or whether you don't. If you're rich or poor, the, you know, the, the scales of justice should be hung the same way. You mm-hmm. know, uh, lady justice is blind, and, and no one should get a, a better shake because they have, you know, more means. Now, what New York decided to do was basically say that we're not going to allow judges to determine dangerousness. So... Um, we're going to require people to get ROR, released on their own recognizance, or given a desk appearance ticket. We're not going to allow you to remand people or to put a significant cash bail requirement on them to keep them in jail. Mm-hmm. So the recidivists, the same small percentage of people that commit all the shoplifting and, and, and do all the retail theft, they get let out over and over and over again. Then we expect a different outcome. And then folks that have committed dangerous, you know, violent crimes, they get let out, too, because the judges don't have the authority. Imagine that. The judge mm. who's talking to the prosecutor, talking to the agents or the troopers or the cops that have yeah. made the case or made the arrest, they don't have an opportunity to weigh in either. And, again, goes back to the supermajority that the Democrats have in New York State. Since 2019, this bill, you know, was passed in 2020 for the last four years. Mm-hmm. They haven't figured out a way to fix it. So it, I'm not heartened, Jeff, that that's going to happen anytime soon. Wow. Jimmy, I was uh, reading another piece in the New York Post, and uh, it's Miranda Devine. She's covering this report that was done by a number of 
former retired as well as active duty uh, agents out of the uh, the FBI, and they've presented their report now to the House Judiciary Committee. And, and to sum it up, they they say that the DEI diversity, equity, inclusion requirements being pushed by FBI Director Chris. Uh, Ray have degraded recruitment standards in all areas, including physical fitness, illicit drug use, financial irregularities, mental health, full-time work experience, and integrity. Jimmy, how the heck do you revive the glorious FBI image if this is what's happening? Yeah, that was a tough piece to read, uh, the one that you're referencing that Miranda Devine wrote about. Um Jeff, I saw some of this anecdotally my last year in the FBI, which is 2016, but they've gone full-on DEI now. And remember, the, the E in DEI stands for equity, and it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not the Martin Luther King version, the thing that we all strive for, which is equality, which, which, which guarantees equal opportunity. It's the guarantee of equal outcomes. So if you're not... If you're not good enough to fly a plane or take somebody's spleen out, we're going to ensure that you can. So long as you check a box, we're going to give you the opportunity to do that if you mm. meet some demographic requirement. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Same thing in the FBI. So I reached out to the FBI yesterday. I read this report, and I was literally nauseated. I read the report, and I said, this can't possibly be true. Yes, there's always episodic instances, right? But sure. it could, be, could it be as systemic as this report makes it out to be? Well, the FBI did their usual, you know, they released a statement, and they basically attacked the people that were making these, uh, these assertions. Now, the mm-hmm. folks that were, you know, in this report, you know, they had their names shielded, obviously, because we've seen what's happened of recent with, with whistleblowers. Yep. They either get fired, they're forced to resign, they're put on modified duty. The folks that made these, these allegations... These are brick agents, like frontline agents. These are supervisory agents. These are folks from FBI headquarters. And these are folks that are applicant coordinators in field offices, meaning the ones that go out and recruit and help hire new agents. And they're academy trainers, physical fitness instructors, range instructors, and, uh, and, and classroom instructors. So a wide swath. And, Jeff, the kind of things that they said were literally nauseating. The fact that somebody could be 50 or 60 pounds overweight, but because they check a certain demographic box, we have to keep him or her. Somebody can't string together two coherent English sentences. Sorry, we have to keep him or her because they check a certain box. They can't pass the range requirements, meaning they shouldn't be carrying a gun. Sorry, they meet a certain need that we have for diversity purposes. They have to stay on board. You know what the FBI told me? They released a statement, and Mm -hmm. Jeff, if I have a second, I'll read a couple of lines to you from it. First of all, the FBI said, and I quote, random and anonymous allegations devoid of any supporting data or evidence cannot change the facts. Close quote. The facts are coming from these people that are in the field, that are in the FBI in dealing with this. The second thing is, they said the average age of new agents has remained steady at about 35 years old, which means they bring a wealth of experience and well-developed skills to the Bureau. The number of agents with prior military and law enforcement experience has remained steady at around 20 to 30% of each new class. Here's the kicker, Jeff. Quote, 
while the number of new agents with advanced degrees has swelled to nearly 40% of each new agent class, closed quote. Now, you would think that that would be a bonus or a plus. But right. if you've watched, and I know you have because you've got your finger on the pulse of everything, if you watch what happened with Dr. Claudine Gay at Harvard mm-hmm. and what happened with the president that testified from Penn University and the president from MIT, and you see what's going on in our university system, the fact that somebody has an advanced degree is not the, the, the mechanism or the thing that you need to become a good agent. A good agent is somebody that has an intellectual curiosity, however, respects the Constitution, follows the evidence bereft of fear or favor, and unfortunately, Jeff, with agents like me that spent 25 years in the Bureau and have retired, saw on our way out, and we're currently seeing now is the kids that they're recruiting today, not all of them, they're wonderful men and women they're bringing in, but a large swath of them, they're smarter than we were, they know they're smarter, and because they're smarter, they think they should have the ability to put their fingers on the scales of justice because, by God, if Donald Trump shouldn't be the president, because I don't think he should be, I'm going to figure out a way to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's what happens when you bring these kids in They are intellectually superior, they feel they're morally superior, and that's what's impacting cases right now, in my opinion. Jeez. Jimmy, I'm I'm about two minutes over, so I'm going to ask you, uh, if you can, in about 20 seconds, let us know about the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, which, from the sounds of it, is needed now more than ever. Jeff, appreciate you always allowing me to pump this. If you go to the website policedefense.org, policedefense.org, I sit on the board of directors for the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. We provide material support for law enforcement officers, whether they're cops, whether they're state troopers, whether they're federal law enforcement agents. We provide material support for them when they're facing unjust litigation, when they lose their job, when they're suspended and they can't afford to feed their family and they have to fight some, some you know, spurious charges. We support them. You can go on that site. You can look at the different cases, and you can decide where you want your donation to go. Again, Jeff, policedefense.org, policedefense.org, and thank you again for allowing me to um, to push that out to folks so they can look at the website and see what we're about. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That is Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, joining us in the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Jeff Katz in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. It's the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Todd today in the Liberty University studios. Coming up in a couple of moments, Roger Stone is going to join us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. And it's your opportunity to join us right now, uh, 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. It is Open Line Friday, and uh, you know the rules, right? I mean, we'll keep it reasonable and we'll have a little bit of fun. Uh, John is joining us. He listens on WTKF in North Carolina. John, welcome aboard. Hey, Jim. I, I'm glad you got that warm weather up there in uh, uh, Virginia. We're down here. You're a little bit low here in North Carolina. But oh. I have a solution for the border. I think we should build a little containment. No, straight wall, you know. I'll recycle plastic. Mm-hmm. So, no. Something like a snake can't get through it, and put about fifty yards or fifty feet in from the border itself, 
plant all sorts of bramble, what we call devil's walking sticks down here. It's on the uh, uh, pole like a uh, reed, but it's got a lot of thorns, briars, thorn bushes. And let's test this when they do the uh, snake roundup, take all those snakes they find and catch and put it in that border zone, that 50 feet area. And to feed them, just go ahead and get all the mice and rats from the big cities and just ship them down there so those snakes can have a good, healthy meal once in a while. And let some poison ivy and, and water. You've given a lot of thought to this, haven't you, Judd? No, I, and I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm, tired, I'm tired of them arguing about building a border. Let nature grow in. There you go. Let them. Let those green people say, "We can't have it because it's not green." Well, I'm trying to recycle plastic. There you I'm go. To give the snakes and okay. mice out of the big city. I hear you. Hey, John, I got. I, I don't want to cut you off, but I got to cut you off. I appreciate the call. Now, that's an interesting one, right? You say to the uh, all the uh, the environmental wackadoodles, "Hey, listen, you wanted natural. We gave you natural." I, I, it's an interesting thing. Uh, Alan is listening in Georgia, WDUN. Alan, welcome. Hey, thank you. This is our, I'm just wondering, why is Craig Abbott not being considered a or is he? Well, Alan, let me... It's a great question, Alan. You got a little bit of background noise there, but uh, Alan's question was, why is Greg Abbott not being considered for vice president? I don't know that he's not being considered for vice president. Uh, it would seem to me that he should absolutely positively be on the list. I think he would bring a lot to the ticket, but we're all trying, and this is difficult, we're all trying to figure out which way former President Donald Trump is doing his calibrations. And the one thing that uh, we know about former President Trump is this. He is a rule breaker, right? I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean like, hey, here's the political rules. You have to do this. You have to do that. My goodness, you can't do that. And then he says, thanks, I'm doing what I want because I know what's right because I'm standing up for the American people. And that's what he did. And so the the general consensus when you're thinking about vice presidents is always, oh, take a look what state they come from. Can they possibly help the presidential candidate to win that state? Do they need help there? I don't think Donald Trump is necessarily looking in that way. So, yeah, Greg Abbott's on the list. I'm sure Christy Nome is on the list. Uh, Elise Stefanik may be on the list. There are a lot of people that are on that list. We uh, have all of this posted, by the way, The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. Give that a follow, The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. Jeff Cat Show over on X, Jeff Cat Show on X, and jeffcats.us. Jeffcats.us. It is Jeff Cats. Happy to be sitting in for my friend Todd. It is The Todd Starred Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. It is the Todd Starnes Show, live from the Liberty University studios. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for my friend Todd on a beautiful, beautiful Friday. Every once in a while, 
you take a look at the political situation, you try and make heads or tails out of it, and you realize that uh, you need a little bit of help. And one of the most uh, brilliant political strategists, analysts, uh, filled with insight is Roger Stone. And I I said to uh, Grace, I said, get me Roger Stone. And she got me Roger Stone, which is fantastic. Uh, Roger, good afternoon, my friend. Jeff, great to be with you. Yeah, it is. Oh, man, it's good to hear your voice. It has been forever. Wow. Uh, I just I want to jump into it, into it with you, Roger. Um, first of all, any 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 feedback, any feeling as you look at Peter Navarro being put through the ringer? Well, uh, I've been there, as you know. Yeah. The, the D.C. system is such that no Republican, no conservative, no Trump supporter, no free thinker, uh, no one who is not a leftist, progressive Democrat can get a fair trial uh, in that jurisdiction. Uh, I, I'm a little, uh, I'm pleased he only got four months because some of these draconian left-wing judges, they wanted to give me seven to nine years. Yeah. And I actually didn't do anything wrong. People don't realize this, but the government never provided any evidence at my trial of Russian collusion or WikiLeaks collaboration. They basically fabricated these elaborate process crimes, which is really designed to pressure me to test falsely against Donald Trump. In other words, mm-hmm. Mueller had unlimited legal authority and unlimited budget, unlimited manpower, but he couldn't find any Russian collusion with the Trump campaign because, well, there was none. And therefore, they thought perhaps they could create it. Uh, I was pressured to uh, misdescribe the contents of 26 individual phone calls between myself and candidate Trump in 2016. In other words, they wanted me to lie, uh, mm-hmm. and I refused to do that. That's kind of how the system works, unfortunately. So do you think, as you as you look at Peter Navarro, uh, and, and, and as you point out, I, there's just no chance that uh, someone like Peter Navarro, someone like Roger Stone, but heck, someone like Donald Trump could ever get anything remotely resembling uh, a fair shake. At the end of the day, he winds up as a guest of the Bureau of Prisons for a period of time, does he not? He does. I must tell you, I'm a little perplexed. In other words, I received a subpoena for the January 6th committee. I fulfilled mm-hmm. my legal obligation by showing up and then asserting my Fifth Amendment right to answer their questions. Not because okay. I did anything wrong, not mm-hmm. because I had anything to hide, but I have vast experience uh, with the House Democrats' ability to twist things you said into crunch. Uh, right. I refused to be questioned by Adam Schiff. Now, I'd like to question Adam Schiff under oath, but I guess we both know that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not going to happen. Well, what about the uh, the situation now? We, we've got folks, uh, Jim Jordan and the rest, in the House. They they seem to be doing what we want them to do. I mean, we have Hunter Biden saying, yeah, blank you and your subpoena. Uh, no prosecution against him, right? Uh, not so far, but uh, look, I, I think there's... Um shall we say, division within the Republican caucus. I don't know how much belly there is for a very real fight. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. The House legally is represented internally by a group called BLAG. That's the synonym, uh, the Mm -hmm. acronym, I should say. Three three members of the majority, two members of the minority. They speak for the House on any legal matter. Under Nancy Pelosi, they certified 
the January 6th committee report as being accurate. Now that we have the majority, Blag could be reconvened. They're now majority Republicans. Uh, and Speaker Johnson could decertify that committee report. And then it could not be used against President Donald Trump in any of these state proceedings where they're trying to say that he is guilty of insurrection for which he has never been charged in order right. to remove him from the ballot. This would all take approximately, oh, I don't know, an hour. So, <laughs> Speaker Johnson, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Roger, what do you think the truth is with Speaker Johnson? I mean, is he part of that go-along-to-get-along crowd? Is he really uh, a rock-solid conservative? Does he just like the bigger office and the cufflinks? Well, I, I want to reserve judgment because I want to like him. I, I thought initially upon his election, I liked everything he said. Uh, I liked his record, both his voting record and his record of leadership on some key issues. On the other hand, power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, and although I have a long, lifelong sentimental attachment to the party of Lincoln, the party of Eisenhower, the party to Reagan and Trump, sadly in Washington, where I spent some time, there's really only one party. It's the incumbent party. It's the yes. Una party. It's about getting reelected. Uh, and I think that uh, that the the power and the money over time corrupts. Uh, the Democrats seem to be far more militant uh, and for, far more cohesive. Uh, a lot of Republicans are, in fact, exactly what they're called, Republicans in name only. They talk a great game when they're back in the district, but when they get to Washington, uh, they really just don't want to fight. They want to get along, uh, mm. and uh, we're not going to save the country that way. No, we definitely are not. Roger Stone is joining us. Roger, tell us a little bit uh, with uh, former President Trump now scoring the victories in Iowa and New Hampshire. Nikki Haley is, is, I guess, continuing to sort of be propped up by those old uh, corporate uh, GOP types. But after she uh, gets uh, her clock cleaned in her home state of South Carolina, is that it? Does everybody get on board with Donald Trump? Well, it kind of depends on her. In other words, yeah. I, Donald Trump is in a dominant position. Uh, he has dramatically changed the the Republican Party at the grassroots level. That doesn't mean he's changed the leadership of the party. The party elites uh, are still not America first. They're like status quo. But mm -hmm. at the grassroots of the party, Dom Trump is completely and totally dominant. He's changed our party. We're not the party of the country club anymore. We're the party That's of right. working people. That's uh, right. And... Uh, Nikki Haley, uh, at some point, one has to ask, what is she in the race for? At a certain point, we'll reach the mathematical juncture where it, where her nomination is not even theoretically possible. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that happens around uh, the beginning of March. So then if she remains in the race, you have to ask, is she there with the purpose of trying to just damage Donald Trump by continuing to attack him? Is she there as George H.W. Bush did in 1980 to try to leverage her way on the tick to the ticket, which I think is highly unlikely because if Nikki Haley were Donald Trump's vice president, he would need a food taster. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't uh, I think she's propped up by corporate interests. I think she's propped up. Uh, I don't want to sound too conspiratorial, but right. war is very profitable, extremely yeah. profitable. And there is yeah. there is a. There is a deep state, or maybe as Eisenhower called them, the military-industrial complex. It mm -hmm. is an elitist group within government. They're in the Congress. 
They're in the intelligence agencies. They're in the Pentagon. They're in the think tanks. Uh, they're in the defense contractors. Uh, and they have an inherent interest in conflict and war because it's exceedingly uh, profitable. Uh, that's who I think pulls her strings. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who I don't know well, but I mm-hmm. think has called it exactly right. Nikki Haley's being used. She's a, she's a puppet. She's a yeah. pawn of larger forces. And Donald Trump is so completely uncontrollable, so completely committed to the America First agenda that he, he scares the daylights out of those people. Abs- and, and, well, he should. Uh, for those of us who are uh, on board with that uh, America first, make America great again, uh, President Trump, uh, you're there, I'm there, I, I know so many people. The problem that I had last time, I'm just going to be brutally honest, was that while he was talking about draining the swamp, and, yeah, we got some changes at the top, that, that deep state, as people have called it, those those bureaucrats, the civil servants, the, the lower-level people, they didn't go anywhere, and, and, boy, they did everything they could just to kneecap the guy. Well, but he's not the same person he was then. I mean, I think you have to cut him a break. He came okay. outside the word of politics, like Ronald Reagan, by the way, uh, he was yep. an outsider, so he thought, okay, I'm president now. The Republicans are all with me. The Democrats are all against me. Uh, he thought the party would unite around him and support him. He mm-hmm. didn't know that half of the Republicans were trying to knife him in the back from yeah. the moment he walked in. Yeah. But if nothing else, the Russian collusion hoax, uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee report, which, by the way, isn't worth the paper it's printed on, nine different mm-hmm. references to me in there, every single one of them, categorically false, like a cut and paste from the Huffington Post. Uh, Just ridiculous. Uh, But I think he learned the hard way about the permanent bureaucracy and their Mm -hmm. animus towards him. So despite the fact that in his first term, he still gave us the most robust economy in history. He still uh, cut off the strength and power of the Iranians, the most dangerous regime probably on Earth. He kept the Russians and the Chinese at bay because Mm -hmm. he was so unpredictable. They did not want to provoke him because they didn't know what he would do if they moved on Taiwan or if they moved on Ukraine. Uh, He rebuilt our military strength. He he appointed uh, hundreds of conservative judges. So despite some personnel mistakes, overall, he already goes down in history as a great and transformative uh, president. In a second term now, an awake Donald Trump, who really understands that this is not about Republican versus Democrat or about liberal versus conservative, but about uh, an outsider who is committed to the country uh, as his first priority, as opposed to those who really just want to accumulate power, money and influence. I think he totally gets it. Uh, And I think he'll be I think he'll be an even greater president in a second term. I I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be marvelous. Roger, I want people to stay in touch and follow you and, and, and learn more about you. What's the best way? Is it social media? Is it a website? Yeah, stonezone.com is the best place to go. Stonezone.com, where you can watch my daily show, which is at Rumble. It's also at rumble.com slash Roger Stone. You can see it in either place. I also do a radio show every Sunday at WABC in New York. Uh, that's from 4 to 6 Eastern Time. You can listen to that at WABCRadio.com, any place on the planet. You don't have to live in the New York area. <laughs> so WABCRadio.com every 
4 to 6 Eastern Time. It's called, you love this, The Roger Stone Show. Oh, my gosh. Millions of dollars and hours devoted to the research. Am I right? We had to think about it for days. I'll bet you Mr. Katsumita said, yeah, this is what we're going with. we got it ready to go. Roger, it is great to chat with you. I look forward to doing it again. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for making time for us. Happy to be here, and God bless you. God, God bless, bless you. Thank you. That is Roger Stone. He's Look, he's a brilliant dude, and he is in no small part responsible for the success of Donald Trump on the presidential stage. Now, it's Friday. You know what that means. Open line Friday, 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. Thanks again to Roger for joining us in the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. It is Jeff Katz in for Todd. It's the Todd Starn Show. It's the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for my buddy Todd today. And not to worry, Todd simply has an event that uh, he is attending. Uh, nothing nothing more than that, but nothing less than that either. And, um, you know, he called, I said yes, and here we are. It's a good thing, isn't it? It is a Friday, man. I always, uh, I always invite people to celebrate Fridays. Honest to goodness, when you think about it. Friday, we've made it, right? Congratulations. Self high fives all the way around, like uh, Diamond Dallas Page used to say. Yeah. All right. I got just enough time here. I've got to share this with you. Uh, take a listen. Uh, if you would, please cut number four. Well, there's the difference between how it looks and how it feels. Right. Actually, the economy's doing okay right now. If you actually take a step back, the U.S. economy is strong. The economy, by all objective measures, is doing pretty damn well. The economy has actually been incredibly strong. The Biden economy is great. Yes. How does it look? Uh, honestly, pretty damn fantastic. But will voters give President Biden credit for it? The question for Biden is, will voters give him credit? When we report on how great the economy is doing... What do you do you feel that? Why aren't voters giving President Biden credit? Americans don't seem to be giving him the credit. Why is that? And what does he have to do to turn that around? If people aren't paying attention to it, then it's very hard to go out and take credit. Voters don't like understand essentially your grasp, but he's had these legislative wins. Most voters don't understand what you're trying to tell them. Are we going to get to the point where facts do not matter? And for the, the economy example, people are going to feel the way that aligns with their political party. Republicans are never going to say the economy is good historically while there's a Democrat in office. If you ask them about the economy, they start looking at it through these partisan lenses and they tell themselves stories that are completely at odds with the reality. Nobody wants to give Joe Biden credit for what is really a remarkable situation with the economy. Why don't people give him credit? Well, I don't know. That's the American psyche right now. We're, we're in a bad sort of mood. Do you think there's an element... You know, people just like being unhappy. No. No, there isn't. And the problem, quite frankly, is that you people keep telling us how stupid we are. You got the message, right? I mean, honest to goodness, you and I listening to that, we understand what they're saying. We're just idiots because we're conservatives because we, well, you don't even have to be a conservative. Let me take that out of the equation. You just have to be a person living in the real world, for goodness sakes. Well, the economy is great, is it? I don't know where it's great. I am blessed. I'm going to tell you that right now. I am blessed with where I am financially. Doesn't mean it's easy, but I got a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of fi- uh, things in the fire, right? What do they say? A lot of pokers in the fire, or whatever it is, a lot of fires, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? 
So I, I, I'm okay. But when I go to the store and I realize, oh my gosh, that particular item that uh, we used to buy for a dollar is now a dollar eighty. That's a problem. That's huge inflation. You go to the supermarket. Yes, the prices are higher, and then you think, well, no, wait a minute. That thing over there, it's exactly the same price as it used to be. Okay, take a look at the packaging. Are you getting as much? Because this is the the invisible food inflation that a lot of people just aren't aware of. Where the the package, say, used to be 16 ounces, and now it's 15 ounces or 14 ounces. The price remains the same. That's still a price increase. You know the other thing that has happened? People have changed terminology uh, not that long ago. Coffee was sold by the pound. And if the price said it's $5, then you knew you were getting a pound. Well, that's not the way it is anymore. It could be $5 for 12 ounces. It could be $5 for 10 ounces. The reality is that prices are up, and your buying power and my buying power is down by a large margin. So the, the leftists there... The Joe Biden bum kissers, the legacy news media hacks who all have six and seven figure jobs, believe me, they haven't had to go grocery shopping in a long time and care about it. I can guarantee you nobody in that little clip has ever uh, ever uh, cut out a coupon for something. They never looked for something on sale because they don't need to. They just don't need to. But for the rest of us, mm-mm. this is not a good time. You don't have as much money in your pocket. That's the real situation hey make sure you're with me on facebook the jeff cat show and on x jeff cat show and jeff cats.us it is jeff cats in for todd and you are listening to the todd starn show It's the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Todd. It is an open line Friday. It sure is right here in the Liberty University studios. Give us a call. Happy to chat with you. Uh, 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926. There's so much going on. I, I shared that little uh, snippet with you a couple of minutes ago, and it's it, a montage. I love the word montage. It, it, although it does remind me of some sort of a breakfast food, you know. I'll well, I'll take the eggs over easy and a side of you know a montage over there. But the montage of the the legacy news media hacks. I make no mistake. They're 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 just uber leftists that uh, have been deployed to newsrooms instead of the the halls of Congress or the uh, Democrat Party establishment headquarters. It, it's all the same. But you heard the underlying message. I hope, and that's the one I keep coming back to. They truly believe, to their core, to their core, that you and I, well, we're just stupid. And they know we're stupid because, well, we're not like them. We're we're not conservatives. We're not self-indulgent uh, pinheads. Many of us believe in God. Oh, God, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Well, uh, because I read this, this book a while ago. Well, anyway. But they do. They, they, they do believe that they know best for you. They know best for everyone, quite frankly. And... They are able to to get away with it because there are so many occasions 
where it's this incestuous relationship. So I, I want to give you an example. Now, you know who Corrine Jean-Pierre is, right? The, uh, the, pre- the uh, well, press secretary, minister of propaganda. You know, uh, she stands there at the lectern. Uh, she doesn't seem to know all that much. She has to look in her book a lot. And even then, she doesn't really seem to have very good answers. I never thought I would say that I, I missed Little Red Lion Hood, her, her predecessor. Uh, but uh, at least she had all of her lies committed to a memory. But Corrine Jean-Pierre, as you know, was appointed, not, not necessarily because she was the best, but because she, she was the first. She was able to tick a lot of boxes, check a lot of boxes. Well, this is the, uh, uh, the first black woman to have this post. Yeah. Oh, and she's a lesbian, too? Oh, fantastic. We get to check two boxes right there. Perfect. And then she appears on state-run television for the most part. You know, on MSNBC, a CNN, and you'll hear. You'll hear exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, this is Karine Jean-Pierre. She is sitting on CNN, and they are, well, they might as well just be putting a chocolate on her pillow. Cut number six. The consumer sentiment numbers yeah. have been on a trend line upwards. It's been amazing. The yeah. latest one, I think, surprised just about everybody. Yeah. My question for you, as he goes into this big moment, and it was constant the speech, the UAW endorsement, for months, you guys have been frustrated that there's not been a correlation with public sentiment from the top line numbers yeah. uh, that upheld all defied expectations. Do you feel like the corner is being turned right now? People are getting it, that yeah. it's landing, and that not only will this not be a drag heading into a campaign season, this is actually going to be a benefit yeah. for the president. Well, I'm going to be careful about the campaign season, but what I can speak to is you just said it. Consumer sentiments, people are feeling what the economy is doing. And we have to remember, this didn't happen by accident. What we're seeing with the trends, the economic trends, it's because of what this president has done. He has put, uh, he's put equity at the center of everything that he's talked about when it comes to the economy. 14 million jobs created. Last year, 2.7 million jobs created. Unemployment under 4%. Wages are up. That matters. He's going to talk about that today in in, uh, in Wisconsin, which he's excited to go to. He's going to talk specifically about a bridge called the Blatnik Bridge, right? Yeah. That bridge, if we had not invested in that bridge, the $1 billion that's going to go to that bridge uh, because of the bipartisan infrastructure legislation, it would have shut down by 2030. Now jobs are going to be created. It is an artery connecting Wisconsin to Minnesota. It is so critical and important. Obviously, the president's going to talk more about this uh, later today. Mm. Now, there's an interesting, well, there are a lot of interesting things there. Number one, Joe Biden hasn't actually created any jobs. There are a number of jobs that have come back after the uh, the end of the COVID theater season, the COVID theater production that we saw forever and ever. How long did that last? I don't even remember. Was it 18 months that we, we were forced to uh, play along with that little game? You know, you got to wear your mask. Now you got to wear two masks. Where you're going to need ten masks and uh, I don't know uh, a scarf, and um, you got to stay six. No, ten. No, four. Well, just stay away from it. In fact, just stay in your house. Don't do anything. Don't go to work. Now those jobs are coming back. So Joe Biden hasn't actually created a single job. And consumer sentiment. Now this is an interesting one. A really, really interesting one. I don't know anybody who is excited about the economy. And I've got people in my circle who are of a wide variety of incomes and personal wealth status and all the rest of it. I don't know anybody who is happy or excited or inspired by any of this. But the biggest part 
that she just sort of threw out there. And, of course, whoever the uh, the yacker is on CNN didn't bother asking her because, well, why would he? Is that Joe Biden has put, quote, equity into the center of all of his economic activities. Can you please tell me what that has to do with the economy, what that has to do with business, what it has to do with uh, income? Because I also have not seen anyone, I don't know anyone, who has had an increase in their income. I don't know, a single solitary person. I don't. I don't. Now, maybe there are people, but I've yet to meet anybody. So I don't know the economy of which they speak. All I can tell you is about personal experience. And I know that when we go to the grocery store, things are more expensive. When we have to buy anything, right? I've got three kids. My oldest guy is in his final quarter out at Stanford University. My youngest guy is in his first year at Ithaca College. And I know they're costing me a lot of money. A lot of money. And I know that when they need, say, clothing, because I, I, I have an agreement with them. I never once told them that I would pay for all of their college, because I'm not going to pay for all of their college. What I said to them was they would not have to take out loans, and those, those expenses that pop up, I will cover them. So I can tell you that stuff is really, really expensive. I want to give you one other little piece. Now, this is MSNBC. I, I remind people that uh, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. And it is okay. You are, you're, you're most welcome. Uh, Alex Wagner from MSNBC wanders over to the, uh, the main MSNBC, or the main NBC location. And then, well, take a listen to what she shares in cut number five. So there, I guess we're not going to see Republicans freaking out in the same way because there are no Republicans in the way we classically think about it anymore that matter, right? It's Nikki Haley. But I also believe that if he turned around tomorrow and asked her to be his vice president, I think she'd say yes. Oh, yeah. Well, the devotion to Trump is so singular as to be almost a religion, right? So nothing else matters but him. I mean, the only policy proposal or the only policy he's talked about is immigration, which really feeds on xenophobia and racism more than a desire to fix our broken immigration system. So, yeah, I mean, I think for them, it is the end all be all is Trump and nothing else matters. For Biden, you know, look, I think there is a lot of trepidation and concern about his age. But, like, let's be real. Biden has done a bang-up job with the economy. He has canceled student loan debt. He canceled more student loan debt last week. He has done more on climate than any other American president. I mean, his record, given a one-seat majority in the Senate, is bonkers. And the fact that the dude is old should not erase what is a formidable record for us for three years at all. Wow, boy. Do you think she uh, gazes longingly into a uh, photo of uh, Joe Biden? Hanging on her wall because it sounds like right? she, she it sounds like she has a crush on him. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's great! Oh, he's so good! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, he's there. oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh boy! Oh boy! I love Joe! I love Joe! I love Joe! Okay. Now the problem, I mean, if you live here in the real world, is that uh, all the crap she's pitching there is well, it's crap. I mean, he hasn't done anything of any note. 
He has squandered a lot of things. And you, if you were a real reporter, like a serious journalist, as opposed to uh, one of those uh, CNN bottom-feeding slugs, you would have asked her, hey, where did he exactly get the power to, as you say, wipe out student debt? Because certainly I have spent a lot of time trying to figure that one out. I can't find that super mysterious power anywhere. That's just one of those things I am curious about. want to remind you that we are in the middle of Open Line Friday, and you are invited to be part of this. 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926. Open Line Friday. All the rules are relaxed. I love that about Todd. You've got the chance to chat about anything and everything. 901-260-5926. Staying together on social media, quick reminder, over on X, formerly known as Twitter, if you don't mind, give me a follow, Jeff Katz Show, Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter, and then on Facebook, The Jeff Katz Show, The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook, and if you're looking for my website, now of course you should be at ToddStarns.com every single day, multiple times a day, ToddStarns.com, but... While you're poking around there, seriously, take a couple of seconds. Go to jeffcats.us, jeffcats.us. It is Jeff Katz in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. It's the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Todd. Open line Friday here in the Liberty University studios, 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. 5926. Keith is with us. He's listening to a WTJS in Tennessee. Keith, welcome aboard. Oh, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Same to you. Let's uh, let's hear what you're talking about, my friend. Uh well, I think this year the the election, the vice presidential candidates have never been so more important on both sides because mm. With the, it's going to probably be, of course, Biden versus Trump. Sure. And and both of them are, you know, up in age. And even yeah. though Biden's in a little worse health, there's a good chance, not to be morbid, that neither one of them are going to complete the four-year term. So the vice presidential candidate is really who we're voting for. And I'm going to look to see real closely, of course, we know who Biden's going to get, uh, who Trump is going to get, because both candidates, vice president candidates, have a good chance of being president before the four-year term is up. Well, now this is interesting, and you said you didn't mean to be morbid, but I'm telling you, you're really harsh in my buzz here. I mean, this is really bringing me down just a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, Keith. But uh, obviously we know uh, Kamala Harris is, is Joe Biden's running mate. Uh, I would dare say probably the worst vice president I've seen in my life, and that's saying something. Who would you like to see? Donald Trump pick as his VP? Well, I'd say one of the two, and I'm going to, you know, since I'm in Tennessee, yeah. either one of the two Tennessee senators would be a good choice. Wow. Okay. I think Marsha Blackburn brings a lot to, well, everything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, neither one would be a bad choice. Yeah. Because they have, you know, foreign affairs ability yeah. as well as domestic ability. That's a great point. Wow. It All right. Hey, Keith. It, yeah, go ahead. It doesn't just need to be somebody to, that checks off the boxes, you know, oh, I got a female, or I got sure. this, or I got that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Keith, I appreciate the call. Have a great weekend, man. So Keith is is making a point here, which I think is a good one. I, I, I Far be it for me to uh, uh, wish ill on anybody, so I don't. I, I hope uh, both Joe Biden and Donald Trump have long, happy, healthy lives, another, another 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it is. But what does Keith say? He says, hey, look, they're both older guys. Right. Biden is 81, 82. Uh, Donald Trump is in his late 70s, if memory serves. Right. Like 76, 77. So uh, Keith says it's all about the VP. I, I don't think it is all about the VP simply because nobody traditionally votes for vice president. But he might be right. Maybe they've uh, Donald Trump's got to look for somebody that's, that's bringing in others and saying, well, yeah, that, that person can do the job as well. Lee is in North Carolina listening on WTKF. Lee, welcome. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank um, you. Primarily, I wanted to discuss the whole concept of calling uh, people with D's in front of their names Democrats. Hmm. You never, you never use the enemy's terminology to describe the enemy, because they're going to put themselves in the best, most favorable light. Mm-hmm. They are, they are at least fascist, if not full-out socialists, and we yeah. should call them that. We should, we should not call them Democrats. We shouldn't call them progressives, and we shouldn't call them liberals, because they're not any of those things. They are at least fascists. Yeah. And if not, pull out socialists. Well, you know, uh, they're certainly not liberal. And, and when you look at the uh, terminology for a classic liberal or even a classical liberal, yeah, you will not find them uh, anywhere close to that. Uh, no doubt, as Joe Biden and his uh, his ilk continue to say, oh, we're fighting for the future of democracy and Donald Trump wants to be a dictator, uh, Joe Biden is the most dictatorial guy to ever sit in the Oval Office. So... Uh, that that is an interesting one. Yeah, are they socialist? Are they fascist? Uh, I do think that bottom feeding slugs probably covers it, though. Don't you think, Lee? Well, yeah, but that doesn't really describe their political bent. Mm. Yeah, you know, right. see, and, you know right. the difference between a fascist and a socialist is that a fascist will let you have a business, but they're going to tell you how to run it. Yeah, with a yeah. socialist. They don't want you to own the business or let you run it. They're going yeah. to tell you how to do it, and they're going to own it themselves. Yeah, that's and a that's, great point. That's what they're going for. I hear you, Lee. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, very, very, very much. That, that said, those are great points that Lee raises, and uh, absolutely. Do you refer to your enemy as a? Uh, well, whatever they choose as their terminology, as their description, or do you do something else? I don't know what the answer is on this one. Uh, I I know that there are people who are registered as Democrats, uh, and, and that's that's the terminology they utilize for their party. Uh, I'm I'm a Republican, uh, although in all candor, as as the Republican Party in many places gets crazier and crazier. Uh, I find it more and more challenging to remain committed to the Republican Party. It's why I haven't donated in so long. I, I get all of the uh, solicitations. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Give us money. Give us money. And it's like, well, you guys have to start keeping some promises. You know, uh, you really honestly have got to start keeping 
some promises. And, and promise number one needs to be the border. We've been talking about it all day. Todd uh, joined us right at the top of his program. God bless him. <laughs> he was talking about the border. You and I have to talk about these things. I don't have the answers. That's the thing that I have learned after so many years of asking questions. I really don't have the answers. But, man, I got a lot of questions. And every once in a while, I would like somebody in a position of leadership to actually break down and answer one of the questions. A couple of things I need to remind you of as we wrap it all up. Make sure you're going to ToddStarns.com. ToddStarns.com. I'd love to stay in touch with you. So, Please get together on social media, Jeff Cat Show on X, Jeff Cat Show on X, The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, and JeffCats.us. It is Jeff Cats in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.